Mm-hmm. Everyone got their glass out, let's drink to Wheezy. Every nigga that stemmed me down just came to see me. Chopping up a little cash cow, that steak I'm eating. Check deposits, high rises with extra closets. The sex platonic, I talk intelligent, sexy bonics. The electronic guitars whining, that's just Nirvana. Tommy gun on the counter, I call it Mr. Thomas. Gotta keep niggas honest, I'm dozing off from the dropper seat, cause the seat get massaged. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Tommy Gun Tony. This is episode four of The Angry Ape. Uh, we are going to do a recap of this weekend and what a fucking weekend it was. Uh, we had, geez, 25, over 25 fights across uh, three major organizations. Uh, we only watched fights on two of them, but what a weekend for fights, man. I mean, you could have gone on anything and watched and watched some great fights. Uh, shout out to uh, BKTV.com, uh, Bare Knuckle TV. Uh I can't believe it's only four ninety nine a month for this uh, for this package. I mean, I will pay that any day of the week to watch people beat the shit out of each other with their bare hands. I mean, it was uh, a completely different animal, and really my first bare knuckle uh, experience where I watched an entire card or at least an entire main card. Um, a lot of fun, a lot of fun to watch. It's really a different animal. It's crazy when you see someone get knocked down and they don't go for the ground and pound because uh, technically it's still boxing. Uh, it's just no gloves, but wow, what a great, great, great event they put on. Um, also got a shout out UFC 48, another great event. Uh, that main card absolutely, uh, lived up to the hype. Uh, I mean, I, I reviewed, uh, nine matches for you guys. It wasn't the entire card. I, I came in a little late, uh, but from match nine to the title fight of the, or not the title fight to the, uh, fight of the night main fight, um, I reviewed those nine, and I can't believe some of the stuff I watched. It was really, really cool. So um, we're going to jump right into it and uh, start with the UFC. Uh, we'll start. go ahead and start with match nine, which was DePaula versus Belbita. Um, it was a girl fight that was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, they were really just scrapping to the last minute of the very last round. Both women, both women really earned their chops here. Uh, however, uh, Gloria... Uh, did, however, come out with the with the unanimous decision. So uh, good for her. But both those women really left it all out on the octagon that 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 fight. That was a lot of fun. Keep an eye on those two. Uh, match eight was Skelly versus Stragel. Um, Skelly had some beautiful, brutal knees, um, and just came out and knocked out Stragel by the end of the fight. I mean, uh, I th I can't remember a fight weekend where I saw so many knockouts. Um, crazy, crazy knockouts this weekend, and uh, we're, we're, we're so thankful for the fights that we got to watch. Um, match seven was Clark versus Edgar. Uh, we saw Edgar win here with a really nice arm bar, um, and he was actually throwing some really nice hands throughout the fight as well. Clark just looked outmatched. Um, so, Edgar, nice arm bar. I'd love to see a good arm bar finish. Um, Match six was Benedez versus Onama. Ooh, dude, this was the uh, um, this was the uh, inaugural Onama fight. His 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 debut in the UFC. Onama finished with a wicked barrage of punches. And when I say like he saw an opportunity and he threw everything he had, it was the epitome of emptying the tank. Um, this guy left everything out on the mat, and Benedez was literally sleeping by the end of this thing. I mean, out cold, uh, Onama is one to watch. He was electric out there. Absolutely electric. What a brutal 
brutal knockout. I mean, TKO for the ages, just watching this guy just get the shit beat out of him for about five seconds when he finally came in there and, and closed it out. So uh, we got to watch Onama. Onama is going to be one that we're going to keep a uh, keep a serious eye on. Um, on to the main card. We got uh, Al-Hassan versus Buckley. Um, dude. Buckley had a really nice takedowns in round one. Both guys were throwing haymakers and spinning back fists like wild men. Uh, really, really fun fight to watch. Um, I can't say enough about Buckley's intensity. The guy just came out there uh, ready to uh, have an absolute war. And uh, uh, Al-Hassan seemed to be ready for it as well. Um they were just the the spinning back fists were just crazy, crazy. Like I can't believe uh, the amount of like trick attacks that these guys were throwing to each other. It was like a bout between merciless, no good, uh, bad sluggers. It just did not disappoint, uh, and and the violence was great. We just loved this violence. Um, they are probably two of the UFC's most spectacular strikers. Um, they threw slugs with near reckless abandon that they were just trying to knock each other out with every ounce of the, uh, uh, every ounce of their being. Um, they literally came out. This was a fight for fans who wanted to see, uh, brutality. You know, they were tantalizing the taste buds of fight freaks worldwide. I mean, it, it's, it's absolutely crazy. Um, this is what we wanted to see. Hook shots, straight punches, a barrage of strikes were fired in opening round. I mean, this the beginning first round of this fight was absolutely crazy. And uh, Buckley won this fight, advances his pro MMA record to 14 wins, uh, 10 of those by knockout. And uh, this was absolutely, in my opinion, one of the closest fights of the night. And Buckley ended up winning this one by split decision. Um, I, I really enjoyed this fight. Both of these fighters are, 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 are ones we're going to keep watching. So shout out to Buckley on a great, great win. Um, Miller versus Moda. Uh, this fight was fun because Miller is a UFC vet. Um, this guy has a slew of fights under his belt and was not favored coming into, into this one. Moda was favored and, uh, Miller just absolutely in my opinion, gets the upset of the night. Um, it, it was so fun to watch uh, this guy come in here. He still looks young. He still looks like he's 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 got a lot more in the tank. Um, it, it, it was, in my opinion, a great match. Uh, both people um, had these opportunities where they could end the fight, and it's just like Jim Miller took the opportunity... Uh, and, and, and wouldn't lose it. I mean, he just came out there ready to go. Uh, he landed a devastating punch, followed by some nasty shots, won that TKO at the 158 mark of round two. Uh, he tied uh, Donald Cerrone for the most wins in UFC history, which is freaking awesome. Uh, uh, Jim Miller now um, has 23 wins, tied with Donald Cerrone. Underneath them at 22 is Andre Arvlosky and Damian Maya. 20, you start getting into the bigger names, Bisping, John Jones, Oliveira, Poirier, GSP. So um, this fight was a lot of fun. Moda came out of the gate looking sharp. 
he tagged Miller with hard right hook within the first minute and uh, really caught the veteran's attention. But Miller kept his composure and just recovered. Um, Miller chopped away with some big, nice leg kicks and kept solid pressure for the remainder of the round. And uh, Moda found a home for a lot of solid counters, but nothing that was impactful as his uh, shot earlier in that round. Um, Miller's confidence definitely picked up in the second round. He picked up the output, uh, lunged at Moda with a clean right hook to the chin that floored his opponent and uh, went down, hit him with a couple ground and pound while he was down and sealed up that TKO victory. So, uh, Jim Miller, you did it. Uh, we were all rooting for you. Uh, great upset. I should have taken that one as an upset. I really am mad at myself. I didn't look at that one harder. Um, Porter versus Baudot. Uh, this one, <laughs> this one made me laugh because Baudot rhymes with Play-Doh and both of these guys looked like they were out of shape. Um, this was the battle of the big boys for the night. Um, they both looked like absolute dough balls out there. Uh, it was a good thing the majority of this fight was on the ground because at some points it just looked like they were just laying on each other resting. Uh, Porter ended up winning this one by unanimous decision just because he maintained that uh, mount throughout the majority of the fight. Um, in my opinion, if this fight was in some southern states, it could have been considered a hate crime because uh, Porter just absolutely flattened this guy, uh, just laid on top of him. It didn't look like he was breathing. It was, it was bad. I mean, just uh, ugly ugly and in my opinion not a fun one to watch um i really wish it was a little bit more action on the feet but instead porter uh really just laid on the guy and they both tired each other out to the point where uh porter just maintained like i said porter maintained that mount control and, and ended up taking that victory so um porter won by unanimous decision uh match two uh Dawkins versus pickett so these Dawkins brothers, man, I mean, I, I, I give it to him. Um, uh, Kyle Dawkins is the younger brother um, of Chris Dawkins, who just fought uh, just fought our big boy. Um, oh, goodness, I'm having a brain fart here. Derek Lewis. Before Derek Lewis lost his last fight, um, he was able to fight on a fight night main card against Chris Dawkins. Chris Dawkins was, I think, underdog by, like, plus 100, plus 120. Uh, so it was supposed to be a close fight, and Derek Lewis just absolutely uh, pummeled him in the first round. I mean, the got inside and got him up against the cage and, and put Chris Dawkins to bed. I mean, uh, head bodies, head shots to the point where Dawkins lim went limp and ended up going down, and uh, uh, Derek Lewis got that win. So... Um, I believe we got a Dawkins fight coming up real soon. It'll be his redemption. But uh, tonight wasn't about Chris Dawkins. It was about uh, Kyle Dawkins. And Kyle Dawkins uh, ended up with a performance of the night. And how uh, awesome was it for this kid? I mean, what a sweet, sweet fight um, to win if you're Kyle Dawkins. Uh, his wrestling is phenomenal. Um, and... I hadn't seen this. I've known it's happened in UFC before where you get these submissions that go right up to the bell or uh, sometimes you see submissions that are saved by the bell and they got to stop putting pressure on the choke because um, or the, the, the arm bar or the leg lock because the bell rings, you know, and the round ends and that guy narrowly escapes. Not this time. Uh, Pickett was fucked. I mean, Kyle Dawkins got him uh, in that choke and 
with one second left in the round, Pickett tapped out. I mean, incredible. Absolutely incredible. Uh, Dawkins is going to win a uh, 1A performance of the night bonus. He gets that extra 50K. It could be more. I'm pretty sure it's 50. Um, but that's what it, what it, uh, it was so exciting to watch that because, like, you're watching the clock go down and you're seeing this guy grip get tighter and tighter and the guy's face is turning a little bit more purple each second and you're just waiting for it to happen and then with one second left you just hear the and that was it and it was done so uh the Dawkins brothers are hopefully on a move up we'll see if chris Dawkins can get his revenge or his uh his redemption on his next fight uh but definitely going to watch kyle Dawkins as a uh, contender in this in this division all right so match of the night this was our money bet this was uh this was the one Tommy Gun Tony told you to throw some dimes on. And um, I'm not going to lie to you guys. This one, I told you guys last week when I did this uh, prediction that this one was a long shot. You know, uh, Jamal Hill is a bad motherfucker. All right. Johnny Walker is a tough dude, you know, and I've watched Johnny Walker highlights. And this guy's wildly unpredictable and throws crazy flying knees and spinning back fists and just, I mean, it, it was so, uh, it was a matchup to me that I thought was like very well fitted because it was going to be a standing up game. I don't think either of them were going to try to take each other down. Uh, they were going to stand up and strike. And I thought that Johnny Walker's unpredictability would confuse Jamal Hill and we would see a, uh, a Johnny Walker, uh, knockout of Jamal Hill. Lo and behold, and my, oh my, how the tables turned. <laughs> because it was a brutal, quite possibly a contender for knockout of the year already for Jamal Hill. I mean, his striking was so precise to where he turned the lights out on Johnny Walker with one punch on the temple. Um, uh, and I don't want to say turn the lights off because like Johnny Walker was definitely coherent while he was falling down. When I say like turn the lights off, like he hit a button on the body right above, right next to the ear, right on that temple, that sweet spot where Johnny Walker's body shut down. He went limp. The, the, the support in his limbs went numb. His spine collapsed. His legs fell apart like jello. And he went back into the cage. And there is a crazy, crazy picture right now of his face as he fell to the ground where it's like smushed in and rippling. And it's, oh my God, just disgusting. And this fight literally counteracted my golden rule, which is don't bet against the Brazilians. We bet it on the Brazilian this week, and it didn't work. Um, sometimes the golden rule is, is flawed a little bit, but I feel like for the most part, it's still pretty accurate. Um, don't don't bet against the Brazilians, but in this case, you could bet against don't bet against Jamal Hill. That's that's the main point of this. Uh, Johnny Walker went to the ground after that temple punch. And then Jamal Hill needed one more punch to the side of the face. And Johnny Walker was then out cold. I mean, unconscious. Took him a few seconds to come to. Uh, absolutely brutal. Um, guys, listen. We're going to win some. We're going to lose some. We're a little cold right now. Uh, we're, we're, we're cold as ice, actually. But you know what happens when you're cold as ice? You can't get any colder. You know, I don't think there's anything colder than ice. So... Uh, that means the only direction for us right now is up. And I fully predict that we are going to hit some big parlays this weekend up, upcoming. All right. And we're going to get into that more on Thursday's episode when we hit the predictions. Uh, but for right now, 
Uh, I am. You know what? I thought Walker could do it. And you know what? I feel like if Jamal Hill didn't get that knockout at that point, Johnny Walker probably could have won that fight uh, at a knockout. But um, if you haven't seen this highlight, YouTube it, Google it, Jamal Hill knockout Johnny Walker. It was disgusting. I mean, man, what a amazing, amazing finish. Uh, Jamal Hill is going to also win a performance bonus for the night on that. Congratulations, Jamal Hill. Um, I personally think uh, it really doesn't have anything to do with the actual fighting, but Johnny Walker, um, I'm, I'm sure it's his personality, but all that dancing he was doing uh, to the guy that was prepping his Vaseline and everything for his face and checking his gloves and um, right before he enters the cage, he's doing these like weird hip dances, and I can tell he's he's got that Latino in him, you know, so he's, he likes to move it around and shake that thing. And I'm not going to lie, bro. I think it, it threw off uh, my imp- impression of him 100%. I'm not going to put money on this dude again. Uh, we'll be lucky if we see Johnny Walker for a while after that performance. Uh, Dana's probably going to make him sit down and rethink his life because uh, he came into that hot, uh, and he was very confident he was going to take that. And I kind of bit into that confidence, and that's kind of why we hit that bet. But luckily it was only a 25-er. Uh, Would have won us 100, didn't win anything. Win some, lose some, like I said. But uh, we'll get it back this weekend. All right? So that was UFC uh, fight night. Vegas was awesome. The Apex Center was 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 uh, awesome. It was live. Um, the energy was great. But man, can I not talk about BK TV enough right now? I mean, bare knuckle is freaking awesome, dude. It was awesome. Um, I watched I think the last five fights on BK TV, and I didn't take notes on the actual uh, on the actual each fight itself besides the Perry Lane fight that we talked about. Um, but, I mean, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, that was something else. I mean, such a fun, 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 fun uh, night to watch. I mean, BKFT, BKTV, I can't say enough. I mean, it's it's it just literally seems like the people that are there were meant to be there. Um, real quick, before we get into BKTV, I want to jump back. Um, cause I'm, I'm remembering something I want to talk about. Uh, I, I kind of do feel bad at what I just said about Johnny Walker. Cause I, I really do think he is a threat. I mean, he was, I believe top 10 going into this fight against Jamal Hill. Uh, Jamal Hill absolutely deserves, uh, a top 10 position. Now, uh, he lived up to his sweet dream nickname, uh, in the biggest spot of his career thus far and gave us an absolute highlight to his reel. you know, um, this was uh, a, a real statement for Jamal Hill that he's going to be a serious threat in this light heavyweight division. Um, but aside from that, Johnny Walker really isn't who we thought he was. You know, it might be harsh to say, but at this point, it's probably time to shut the door on the idea of Johnny Walker as a title threat. Um, I think he doesn't protect his head enough. Uh, his unpredictability is easily uh, penetrated. It seemed like once Hill kind of figured out in that first couple of minutes what was going on, he was able to capitalize on that. Um, he's definitely a nice guy, and he's a humble guy who obviously works hard. Um, but at the moment, things are looking grim for him. So I, I do feel bad for Johnny Walker. He might have a tough road ahead of him, but hopefully he can. Uh, he'll get it back. Maybe not, but we'll get it back. And by God, I'm looking at this picture again of his face while he's on the ground, and it's just—it's so rough. There's just folds everywhere. His ears are folded down. It's I 
I can't even describe how brutal this fucking knockout was. I hope you guys really go back and look at it. Um, anyway, this, uh, Jamal Hill. Anyway, so getting into BKFC, before we get into the, um, Perry Lane fight, how about the Chad Mendez, uh, BKFC debut, uh, bare knuckle fighting is a different beast. You know, it's, it's so, it's, it's like hard to describe. Uh, it's like the best things about boxing or boxing, uh, where you have like the stand up game. You don't got to worry about takedowns or wrestling, uh, or ground and pound or anything like that. But, um, sorry guys, my phone's beeping on me. Um, but the, the brutality of fist to skull is just something that I, I did not think I was going to enjoy so much, you know? I mean, it was definitely a different animal compared to UFC. Uh, you definitely, you get some blood in UFC, which is great, but BKFC, it's like, you're going to guarantee there's going to be blood, you know? It's, it's, uh, quite a, quite a different thing. So, Chad Mendez, um, wrapped up a two title, uh, He's a he, he's he's a he's a title challenger. You know he he's, he Mendez is coming in this division in BKFC, wanting an opportunity to make a name for himself and get a title shot in BKFC. You know uh, it was hard to put a finger on what we could expect out of Mendez. He hadn't competed in combat sports since he retired following a uh, loss to Alexander Volkanovsky in 2018. So this is first fight in four years. Uh, God, the guy looked good. Um, he said in an interview recently that he didn't know what he was getting himself into. Um, but the B, but the payday that BKFC presented was just too much for him to turn down. And he liked the idea of letting his hands fly without any concern about grappling or kicks and elbows and knees. And, uh, ultimately like, oof, he put that guy down. I mean, uh, Fourth round TKO for for Mendez. I mean, it was an absolute clinic. Um, awesome, awesome fight. Congratulations, Chad Mendez, on your BKFC debut. Uh, I really enjoyed that one on the main card. But well, the reason why I was there, the reason why I even uh, subscribed to BKTV was my boy Mike Perry. I mean, we've talked about this a few times now. Uh, he's a hometown hero of mine. Uh, we grew up in the same part of Orlando. He trains with Alex Nicholson. Alex was actually at the event. I saw him in the, uh, post fight pictures. Um, these, these are the hometown boys. So, you know, I always got a root for the hometown homies. And, uh, let me just start by saying Mike Perry was made for bare knuckle, dude. Uh, if you walked away from the Mendez debut thinking he, he was a good fit, then Mike Perry just took it to a whole nother level when he competed in this sport for the first time. Um, he said after the fight, he won, first of all, unanimous decision. I love, I loved every second of it. The first thing he said after the fight when he gets an interview, he's like, dang, I didn't realize how much this hurt my hands. <laughs> he's, and I didn't really realize once I really take a look at it, they just tape up their wrists. It's not tape over the knuckles. It's not, you don't tape the fingers down. I mean, you can let your fingers out in bare knuckle because the only things that are taped up are your wrists so that you don't bend your wrist back when you're throwing punches and he's his hands were swollen i've seen pictures of some of these fighters they post on their instagram of their hands they take pictures of their hands post fight it's 
it's disgusting. I mean, black and blue palms on the inside, just from the sheer impact that your knuckles are taking when you're throwing these punches. Um, back to Perry, there was a lot more confidence coming from Perry's debut uh, than we've seen him in previous fights in the UFC or even in the Triller Triad combat that he did in November. Um, the 15th fight UFC vet had a perfect op- opponent in Julian Lane. Uh, Lane, uh, let me bang, bro. I mean, what this guy, I just want to bang. I, I went back and I watched uh, some of those Ultimate Fighter clips, and then I'm currently re-watching season 25 right now, which is his redemption season, and I'm on an episode currently with Julian Lane that I'm excited to finish. Um, but these guys really were good opponents for each other. I mean, two brawlers weren't afraid to get thrown in the shots. I thought that Lane was going to get put to sleep, and it was honestly the opposite. I mean, Mike Perry got a really nice knockdown on on Lane in the first round, um, but Lane held his own, and and really it was uh, kept the pace up most of the fight. Um, but he had a tough task in beating Lane, and Lane had more bare knuckle experience than Perry. Um, but Perry knew how to pace the rounds and navigate the ring and work angles. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, what Lane brought to the table wasn't enough, and Perry was uh, his aggression and accuracy uh, overall. Um, led to that unanimous decision. I mean, he just had great offensive prowess. Uh, His face looked like it had gone through a meat grinder when all was said and done. Both of them did not look great. They were both all cut up. Uh, But Mike Perry's just seemed born and bred for this kind of competition. Uh, Even, to be honest, it's not great for his long-term health. If there was one thing I could say uh, that I noticed that I definitely predicted last week as well uh, was his head movement. I mean he gets popped and his head just jolts back. I mean, Mike Perry's got a chin for the ages, just an absolute guy can take a punch better than anyone in my opinion. And that damage over time is, is rough. I mean, for a fight like this, that was such a barn burner. You're taking shots like that over and over and over again. And I just, I just really think at the end of the day, if Perry wants a long career in, in mixed martial arts, he needs to get some movement in his head. Mike, I care about you if you're listening. You're probably not. Work on that head movement, bud. We all want to see you in this sport for a long, long time. Um, So congratulations on the win. That was my prediction of the week that I got right, which was awesome. Um, I think I said Mike Perry knockout uh, was an option, but my main idea I told you guys was the minus 400 Perry by win. So that one did hit. So we went... Uh, one of two this week. We lost the Walker bet, but we won the uh, Perry bet. So um, I'll take a 50% for the week. I think I hedged. So that's good news. Um, listen, guys, we have some crazy, crazy good fights coming up. Um, I'm so excited for what the UFC is bringing us and uh, now what BKFC is bringing us. I mean, this BKTV app that I have now, I think they're saying there's another uh, bare-knuckle event in New York coming up in a few months. That's supposed to be very good. I'm excited for that. Um, let's see here. We'll get these pulled up. UFC fights lineup. There we go. All events. Get this pulled up for you guys real quick. 
So we have uh, Jacksonville coming up, which is going to be uh, an awesome double title fight night. Korean Zombie versus Alexander Volkanovsky. Um, we got another title fight, Algernon Sterling versus Peter Yan. That's going to be uh, one that everyone's excited to watch. Uh, this upcoming weekend, however, uh, if I can pull it up, my internet's slow right now for some reason, guys. I apologize. Um, we have, I believe, a fight night. Oh, yes. This is the fight night with uh, Islam Makachev that was supposed to be with Benil Dariush, but Benil hurt his leg, as reported last week by me. So now we have UFC fight night Makachev versus Bobby Green. And holy crap. Uh, are these odds nuts? I mean, we'll get into the more specifics of everything on Thursday's episode, but uh, we got definitely a parlay in the works here. Um, Islam Makachev is screaming at me. Misha uh, Surkinov is screaming at me. Um, so I never mentioned this to you guys yet, but this is going to be awesome. You guys are going to think this is cool. Uh, match nine of this fight night on February 26th is Jin Yu Frey versus Hannah Goldie. Hannah Goldie is the ex-fiancé of Alex the Spartan Nicholson. Um, you guys can Google what happened between Alex and Hannah. I'm not going to sit on here and air out their dirty laundry. It's all available for you to find on the internet. Um, since their mutual separation, they're both doing very well. Alex is in grappling tournaments and doing great and doing trainings. And Hannah now is making a run for her UFC shot, which is super fucking cool. And she's a lot of fun to watch. She's aggressive. She's angry. She's got a chip on her shoulder. And uh, she's coming into this upcoming weekend as the underdog that I definitely think has a great opportunity to win. Uh, she won her last fight by submission. I might even do a submission bet on that one. But uh, Hannah Goldie, we're going to bet on her. Uh, and uh, as a little preview for you guys, and probably an Islam Makachev submission as well. Uh, Bobby Green is an animal and very fun to watch, but um, we'll, we'll touch more into that next week. That I just think Islam is is the real um, the real danger in this division for anyone anyone in uh, anyone in this division. They're actually going to fight this this fight at a catchweight, which I think is interesting. Um, whereas before it would have been a welterweight bout, I believe. Um, either a welterweight or a, or a lightweight. Um, Islam Makachev, Bobby Green, going to be a great fight. Going to be a great fight. So, listen, guys, we're uh, that's pretty much it for the recap. These these fight night weekends are going to have shorter episodes than a, than a, uh, a pay-per-view pay event. Um, I uh, The pay-per-view events, I, I really enjoy sitting down and doing every single fight and going over with you guys. I just, uh, this, this week... With the prelims starting, I think at like 4 o'clock, it was tough for me to sit down and get everything lined up. But I got nine fights commentated for you guys. Uh, I got some BKFC fights commentated for you guys. Uh, definitely go check out the Bare Knuckle TV app uh, if you haven't already. It's $4.99 a month. I'm not sponsored by Bare Knuckle TV by any means. I'm telling you this purely because I think uh, you guys would enjoy... Um, you guys would enjoy the kind of content that they bring. And it's it's fairly cheap compared to any other uh, mixed martial arts platform right now. So uh, once again, thank you guys for listening. Please continue to uh, uh, spread the good news about the Angry 8. Uh, like and subscribe if you haven't already. 
Um, trying to get the other social medias in the works. So we'll have a uh, Instagram, a Twitter, and uh, hopefully maybe even a Patreon soon for uh, some private episodes where we can get down and dirty. Maybe I'll do some interviews. So my goal is to get 10 episodes uh, published and in the books before we take on our first guest. And um, hopefully by that 10th episode, we can have maybe between 50 to 100 listeners. And that would be uh, some good progress, in my opinion, of the trajectory of the podcast. So uh, and like I said, guys, I'm, I'm I thank anyone that has listened. You guys are really coming in on the ground floor of the Angry Ape. Uh, I won't forget this. My my commentating and my podcast skills will get better uh, as I continue to do this. You'll start hearing less ums. You'll start you'll start hearing less pauses, and I will have a more concise flow for you guys. I think it's just practice makes perfect, just like fighting, you know. And I'm gonna get better at this as these fighters get better in their craft, and uh, we'll continue to bring you guys great UFC mixed martial arts uh, fight predictions betting gods and uh, recaps. So thank you guys once again. This was The Angry Ape.